Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, where you'll get the latest trends and business initiatives that help your law firm every day. Hear from the experts setting the standards for the legal, insurance, and law enforcement industries. The Legal Toolkit is brought to you by Catuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription, a New England-based business serving the legal community nationwide since 1966. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Welcome back once again to the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening in today. I'm Jared Correa, Law Practice Management Advisor with Mass Law Map, which provides free and confidential consulting services to Massachusetts attorneys. For more information on my program, visit our tremendous new LOMAP website, recently redesigned at www.masslomap.org. The Legal Toolkit is brought to you by Katuno Court Reporting. To find out more about Katuno services, visit www.katuno.cc. On the Legal Toolkit, we provide you each month a new tool to add to your own Legal Toolkit so that your practices will become, more and more, representative of best practices. On today's show, we're going to take a look at some cool web apps for running your law firm. Now, is that a draw or what? Joining me today is Brett Owens, CEO and co-founder of Crometa LLC. Crometa is a software company that's based in Sacramento and that's solving the age-old dilemma of timekeeping for those professionals who bill for their time and expertise. Cremetta was inspired by an attorney friend of Brett's who absolutely hated reconciling his time. I know, big surprise. When Brett figured out that his friend was not alone, their casual conversation quickly evolved into the creation of a full-scale product. Brett, welcome to the Legal Toolkit. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be great. I can't wait. So, let's dive into the questions here. What exactly is a web app? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Jared, because you do get a lot of the lingo, especially the app. I guess, uh, nickname being tossed around. So, so a web app is basically a piece of software that runs on the web. So traditionally, you would use software. You're probably familiar with local uh, software that's local to your PC, such as Microsoft mm-hmm. Word. So you double-click on the Microsoft Word icon, you wait a few seconds, the hamster runs, and then Microsoft Word comes up. And when you're done, you save it, you close the file, and you're done with uh, Microsoft Word. So on the web, you're essentially going to do the same thing, but instead of double-clicking on your desktop to run the product, you're going to go to a website and then launch it. And you're going to have similar types of things that you can do uh, with the product, but it's going to be through a browser rather than through, um, through your desktop itself. Mm-hmm. Which saves some wear and tear on your own computer, I would imagine, as well. Exactly, exactly. Because that's, yeah, exactly. You're making the, uh, wherever that, application is hosted, that's doing the heavy lifting for you. So it's a lot more sort of efficient way to do uh, computing. And then it also sort of frees you up. So you don't have to have your, your left, leave your laptop in your office, but you still need to do something. Well, if you're using a web app, you're, you're cool because you just need to log into the website and then you're back mm-hmm. and you're up and running from, from wherever you may be. Great. So, so let's ground this a little bit. What are some examples of popular web apps that our listeners might be familiar with? Sure. So some of the more popular ones are Gmail, which is Google's email application. A lot of people use use, use that as uh, possibly an alternative to Microsoft Outlook. Some people will use it for their personal email. Google also has a suite of what they call Google Docs, which is basically the Microsoft Office suite online. So you can get to a uh, Microsoft Word type, uh, which is uh, Google's word processor. You can get to an Excel type of thing. 
and you can get to that all through the net, basically through if you if you toss Google Docs into Google, it'll it'll be the first entry that comes up uh, that comes up there for you. Appropriately enough. Yeah, exactly. As, uh, as shocking as that as that is, they've managed to get Google, make Google Docs the top entry <laughs> that comes up. A <laughs> um, couple other uh, more sort of specific things uh, for personal finance. Mint.com is a popular one for people who like to keep track of their budget. And and I know uh, um, you know Jared is, is this something near and dear to near and dear to your heart. Uh, the efficient guy that you are, um, you know, you like <laughs> to sort of keep track of things. So Mint.com is something a lot of people uh, will use to uh, track their personal finance, and it's it's a web app, so it's all it's all online. And then there there are a lot of online practice management systems, which I know the fine um, experts at uh, the LOMAP office often yes. recommend to your um, solo small firm attorney clientele as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have some examples of those software items as well? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, the most popular ones, and uh, apologize if we leave uh, anyone out, but uh, Clio is an excellent product, as is Rocket Matter. Um, AdvoLogix is also a good one, as is uh, Houdini uh, ESQ is also, uh, I've been told, a good product. So from my knowledge, those are the big four in terms of the online uh, practice management system. So it kind of takes those traditional practice management systems you might be running locally, either on your computer or maybe on your office, on your firm's office server, and instead you're just going to go online and you've got it all there. And then the fine folks at these companies, they're actually doing the hosting and that heavy lifting for you. So it takes a lot of the IT burden off of you and allows you just to, just to crank online and you can get going with your, with your practice management. And if any of those companies were left out, that was Brett Owens who was just talking. <laughs> um, so that's great. Um, the question, obviously, for this podcast comes in with how is this important for attorneys? You know, why can't lawyers just use the traditional software that they've been using for so long? Or uh, to paraphrase Canadian funny man and comic visionary Norm Macdonald, why can't we just stay in the same place and not look like total losers? Well, that's a very astute uh, question that <laughs> Norm raises and perhaps is one we often need to ask ourselves uh, throughout the throughout the day and week as we go through the uh, <laughs> go through the motions in our daily grind. But th- there's a couple, uh, I think, major points that uh, we should talk about. And sometimes the, the truth hurts, but the truth of it is, is you're, you're not really seeing much exciting innovation with traditional software anymore. And by traditional software, I mean old school software that you load on your laptop. Um, most small companies, most startups that build software are focused on, on the web. And that's where most of the innovation comes from. So, um, and even you see Microsoft, who maybe not is a uh, exciting example of software innovation, but even they are pouring about 85% of their R&D budget and their development into mm-hmm. web-based products. So that's where all the focus is. So um, that's just where all the cool things are going to be coming. So that's one big reason why you want to be uh, keyed into. Um, keyed into the, the leading edge, and the leading edge is happening on the web in terms of software. And do you see some advantages for solo and small firm attorneys in particular for accessing these programs? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I think solo and small firm attorneys are in a better spot than often, um, not always, but often attorneys at larger firms because um, some of these larger firms are saddled with this existing technology, and a lot of these systems are just there's absolute monstrosities, and they need, but they need to keep working because it's sort of what runs the beast. So they need to keep feeding the beast. But a solo and small firm attorney, 
uh, they've got a lot more flexibility where they can just transition over to some of these newer products. Um, and a lot of them are free, some of them are cheap, but it's, it's, it can often be a lot easier for them to migrate over uh, to these newer uh, newer offerings. And then ironically, I mean, I think for um, for the first time maybe ever, as a solo small firm attorney, you've, you've got access to better technology than folks at big firms do because they've, they've got the legacy systems that are 5, 10, or more years old, and you can basically be on the latest, greatest um, thing that your heart desires. Hmm. Yeah, lighter on their feet. Um, so it sounds like everybody's building web apps, or at least most of the innovations coming in web apps. What's going to happen to the traditional desktop and desktop applications, do you think? So, the, yeah, that's a, and that's a great question. So the traditional desktop, will, it'll probably be around for a while, but it'll probably be getting slimmed down a bit. And one trend that we're seeing is that people are using more and more um, devices, I guess, to access uh, yep. the Internet. So they've got maybe a laptop at work or a desktop at work. We also see uh, very common for them to have a laptop at home or a desktop at home so they don't have to haul uh, that back and forth. Very often they have a smartphone, like an iPhone or an Android or a BlackBerry. That mm-hmm. is sort of the in-between. And then they've got the ultimate tweener devices coming out, which would be maybe an iPad or a Kindle, which is in between there, especially the iPad, where you can do more than you can on your mobile device, not as much as you can on your laptop, but it's sort of the ultimate convenience factor. So if your laptop's in the next room, your iPad's right in front of you, you don't have to flip up the top. Maybe you use your iPad, or maybe if you're, if you're horizontal in your chair watching Sunday Night Football, maybe you just reach <laughs> for the droid because that's the easiest thing to get to. So we're sort of seeing this proliferation of devices that can connect to uh, the NAT. So you're seeing more and more devices, which makes it all the more important to sort of have that central location where it doesn't matter what your access point is. So you don't, you, you, you don't want to file on uh, on a different machine because, God forbid, you actually have to get up and, and get to that machine, right? <laughs> you can just stay right in your chair and then access it through through the quote-unquote cloud and uh, and get to your uh, get to your data then. So folks are using this for convenience sake. So let's talk a little bit more about the convenience of web apps. I understand that you have a personal story uh, related to the use of your Android phone where there is a potential tragedy that was averted uh, only through the solutions made possible by the cloud. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Sure, sure. Yeah, this was a very formative exp- uh, a formative episode for me and sort of how I looked at <laughs> uh, computing because it was a little get-together, a little barbecue we were having in our apartment complex with some friends over near the pool area. And one of my friends had a cute seven-year-old young boy who decided it was his mission in life to throw me in the pool, <laughs> which was all well and good because he was seven and a man of my stature was able to sort of hold my ground despite his shoves. So, uh, but as he chased me around the pool, maybe he wasn't a danger of throwing me in, but my other friend sitting there, a couple of beers in, who's about 220 pounds, <laughs> he was a threat. So he got up and tossed me in, which is funny. Uh, the only uh, wrinkle was that I had my bit of my droid in my, my pocket then. Yeah. So we got out and tried to take the battery out, but comically you see the thing just, just fog up. The, the, the window <laughs> fogs up. It looks like Looks like, it's like if you if you take a take a hot shower but you don't run the the, the fan it was just all fogged <laughs> over so I brought it in the next day and uh, it was Memorial Day and they just start laughing at the story they say well you're a day early usually people get tossed in the pool on Memorial Day you actually got tossed in the pool the day before <laughs> Memorial Day and ruined your phone so, so you're the you're the you're the first of the crowd that we're expecting the cool thing is they go in the back they get you a new phone they hand you the phone. And then they say, well, just punch in your email address and password. So I punched my email address and password. 
And mm-hmm. everything was then synced up. So my contacts, my email, and everything was still there. So potential disaster averted. I lost the only thing stored locally. I lost a few pictures of my dog uh, that were taken, but those believe we can be replaced. He's going to have to have to have to bear with the extra photo shoots. But other than that, <laughs> we were okay, and we did get all the all the data back. So that was really nice. It was a true true disposable uh, device, an expensive disposable device, but still. You still have your your all your information at the end of the day. Hmm. All because of the cloud, and that was all the last barbecue at your house, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, the big elephant in the room here then is the question of security. Everybody wants to know: Is this stuff safe? What's your take on that? Sure. So it's um, it's pretty safe. Nothing is a hundred percent safe. I think what people kind of underestimate is the extent at which you're all, you were already using the quote-unquote cloud. So if you send an email, th- that's going through the cloud. So that's not, you're not you know, mm-hmm. printing out the email, walking it over to the person. Uh, that's already, so you already had a lot of stuff that was taking place online, such as accessing your banking. So these types of web apps should be as secure as email, online banking, which is it's very secure. Of course, nothing is 100%. Um, but it's very secure as long as, I, I mean, I definitely would recommend you're, you're working with reputable vendors that are taking the appropriate measures because there are, there yeah. are uh, security measures that software vendors should take to ensure your, uh, your security. So you might want to just check out the companies before you decide to use their product or purchase their product. If it looks like they're just slinging garage apps out of some nondescript Eastern European country, you can't get a name or location, you may want to think twice about that one. And then one thing I always tell people is that actually the biggest potential security breach is, is your password because you've got mm-hmm. a bunch of passwords you always turn in online, and it's really a pain to, to they always say you should change your password every 30 days and use alphanumeric characters and, and make it something that nobody could ever remember. The problem is make some, something that you actually can't remember either. So people end up leaving their password and make it the same one across all sites. But that that's a I think that's becoming more and more of a problem because that's actually your biggest your, your biggest the biggest breach for you. So there, I'd recommend mm-hmm. using um, some applications that can that can save passwords for you. And, and a little, little teaser alert: we will get to some tips there uh, later <laughs> on. So, but I would take a look at the password because that's definitely the uh, that's the path of least resistance in terms of security. So, but make sure you're safe there. Tremendous segue. Time for a short break. Uh, When we come back, we'll talk more with Brett Owens, CEO and co-founder of Chrometa LLC, to talk more about web apps. Catuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription have been providing innovative dictation at transcription services since 1966. Our patented technologies and compliance solutions continue to set the standard for the legal community. Find out more about how we can create your legal toolkit at Catuno.cc. That's C-A-T-U-O-G-N-O dot C-C. Or call 888-228-8646. Legal Talk Network has been producing award-winning legal podcasts since 2005. Subscribe to our RSS feed and start downloading today. It's free.
All right, let's get back to it here. Welcome back to the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. Today I'm joined by Brett Owens, who is the CEO and co-founder of Cremetta LLC. And Brett, if you'll notice, before the break, I was able to work in the term garage apps to this podcast. I think I owe him 10 bucks now. Um, Brett, you're a big believer in web apps, obviously. Why don't you list some of your favorite apps for people to use? Yeah, you bet. And um, we can take that 10 bucks and cash or money order or you want to just throw it <laughs> Double or nothing. Line. <laughs> we'll take that as well. Uh, sure. So let's start actually before the break. So we did talk about the password. So let me give you a tip here. And I actually learned this one from an attorney who specializes in security. And I was on the phone with her uh, the other day walking through our product and she recommends, and I have heard good things about this from other sources. And I, I do intend to get set up there as well. Is is a, is a, is a application company called LastPass, L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S. And what they do is basically you only have to remember one password with these guys and they'll sync it up with all your online accounts. So that sort of helps with the multiple password conundrum Mm -hmm. that we were talking about. So I would definitely recommend, and it's something that I should do as I say, not as I do. I should have this, but I promise (laughs) as soon as I get off the uh, podcast, I'll sign up with these guys. So that's a good way to protect the, uh, the password issue we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Great. What else you got? So in terms of a uh, big thing uh, is storage online, storage specifically. So, uh, and I mean, this comes into play when you've got multiple people on your team and you've, you're sending around. And this is really a, uh, an issue, I think, with, with documentation. You might have a copy of a Word document and then, and then you edit it a bit and then you call it version one. And then your colleague edits it, and they call it version 2. And then you send it to the next person. It's called version 2.11. And then before you don't know what sort of the latest, what the actual authority, what, what is the latest version here? And then you've got all these decimal points going out. So mm-hmm. a good solution on that one, and this is one that we use, is called Dropbox. It's all one word, D-R-O-P-B-O-X. Mm-hmm. And it's, a light, it's actually a light install on your, on your local computer, or it can be, but I'd recommend the light install. And then it syncs it up with the web and sort of has this central folder that everyone can share. And it's really easy to get up and running, really easy to use, and it sort of takes care of those questions of what's the latest version of this. Mm-hmm. That's, a, um, that's definitely a good one if, if you're yep. always playing sort of musical chairs with different files or, or, <laughs> or, or such. Mm-hmm. And you've got some, uh, some options for email marketing as well, right? You bet, Yeah. Yeah, for email marketing, and this is definitely something I know a lot of um, a lot of firms do or, or or would like to be doing. We use a company called Mailchimp, which is kind of a funny. Uh, they have a funny little logo. They've got the chimp on the site, and the chimp walks you through, and he tells you how many emails you sent out, how many contacts you have. It's it's all one word. It's Mailchimp.com. Um, it's it's a very cool, um, easy to use email marketing where you can just load in all your contacts. You can send out regular emails. You can either draft individual emails or a little cool tip is that you can also hook it up if you have a blog. You can actually hook up a MailChimp email campaign, so it'll, it'll automatically pull from your blog. So I know there's this blog out of Massachusetts that, that, that's very resourceful in terms of providing attorneys with uh, extra tools and tips for running their practice. So um, Hell yes. Absolutely, yeah. So something like that, uh, you, you can't get enough of that good low math content. So packaging that up into an email <laughs> newsletter, you know, is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, and then a couple <laughs> other tips there. Uh, other other products which are good, and I've also used both as well. Mailchimp's my favorite, but Aweber 
A-W-E-B-E-R is a good one if you're looking for another option. And the constant contact is also a popular one. We've, we've used that one before as well. How about data backup? Any suggestions there? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, because you, you do have, um, even as we transition to the web, you still got stuff stored locally. And, and there's two that are really, my understanding, just as good. I use a company called Mozy. It's M-O-Z-Y. And it's a, this is for Windows. I've got a Mac-specific recommendation coming up for you. But Mozy is a good one for Windows. What that does is it basically automatically backs up your data and syncs it to an online account that's stored in the, of course, cloud for you. And I've done a couple backups from there uh, when I've changed machines. It's, it's a pretty smooth process. The other good one, and really they're two sides of the same coin, is called Carbonite, C-A-R-B-O-N-I-T-E. And both are about 5 bucks a month. So for 5 bucks a month, peace of mind. Uh, you know, you tell me, Jared, but I think that's a, that's a trade we make any day of the week, right? <laughs> I'm already 10 bucks deep in for you here, so I guess 5 bucks isn't so bad. We will. We'll I'm put so- a stop. We'll, we'll limit you there at 10. And, <laughs> so t- and then so on tell the me, Mac, oh, go ahead. Uh, we've got a special for the Mac people, and that's called Backblaze. And, and mm-hmm. my, my uh, colleague, he, he swears by it. He says, B-A-C is Backblaze, all one word. And he says for the Mac, it's just absolutely seamless. So that's his, that's his data backup recommendation for the Mac. So tell me a little bit about ActiveWords quickly, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. And then ActiveWords is a product that I uh, recently got uh, turned on a few weeks ago, actually by their uh, founder, CEO, contacted me and asked if uh, you know, we thought ActiveWords could work with our product. So he gave me a demo, and it's, it's actually pretty mind-blowing because he was just able to navigate his computer just by clicking his, his keyboard. So I've been playing around with it, and I, I, it's one of those products that is very slowly um, addicting. It, it takes a um, little bit of time to get your head around it because it's almost like you didn't know it was possible. Because basically what you can do is you can just type a word or a series of words. So I could type in, um, I could just type in something like Jared real quick, and then it could automatically pull up a YouTube video of something like <laughs> a... a, a maybe comedy great Norm MacDonald, to, to, so to speak. <laughs> Probably. So you can actually create shortcuts based on a few, a few, just a few strokes of your keyboard, which is pretty cool. So now what mm-hmm. I'm doing is I'm kind of keying in, so I'm launching specific applications. So, for example, you could la- launch your favorite web app. You could set up a keyboard shortcut, and it'll launch that. Uh, another really cool use that I found with ActiveWords is that you can, if you, if you do a lot of copy-pasting, you can actually mm-hmm. create an ActiveWords shortcut. So you just have to type whatever the shortcut is, and then it'll automatically fill in that copy-paste. And it works across, it's Windows only, but it works across all applications within Windows. So it's pretty cool and easy to, uh, really easy to use. Oh, cool. So there's a lot of information out there about web apps. Attorneys are busy. How can they stay abreast of developments in this realm? Sure, sure. So depending on the level of involvement and, and how far on that leading edge you want to you wanna be, if you want to be right at the edge or if you want to be a little 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 reset in the back there. Um, if you want to be right at the edge, there's some techie sites. And those would be the, the, the big four really would be TechCrunch, uh, ReadWriteWeb, um, WebWorkerDaily, and Lifehacker. Those are all four good ones. They're very prolific sites, so they post a lot of content every day. And it's easy to get sort of lost in the sauce, what they're doing. But if you really want to be on that front end and you can't get enough, those are some good sites to check out. If you're looking for more um, legal-specific stuff, uh, you guys do a great job at um, this, this podcast that I really got turned on to. does a great job of sort of distilling down some of the geeky stuff and then showing mm-hmm. you what 
is actually very applicable to your practice. So I, I think it's called Legal Toolkit. Something. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend it as a great monthly podcast. Keeps you keeps you up to speed. Um, another good site, a good resource, and actually an email newsletter takes the stuff that you see on the techie sites and distills it down to legal. And it's called Techno Lawyer, which is all one word. It's T E C H N O L A W Y E R. And it's a free email newsletter, and it'll it'll really kind of keep you up to speed. And they do a lot of not only mainstream uh, applications, but a lot of legal specific things as well. And they'll have user generate users will submit reviews, which will say this product worked for me for my practice. This didn't work for me. This was good. This stinks. So a lot of a lot of good information there. Uh, that's a real good one to stay stay in the loop on in terms of legal uh, technology. And then I. I Again, I can't say enough about this this blog that I think it's written on. Uh, I think it's published at 31 Milk Street out of out of out of Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts. Um, Lomap is the uh, is the name, and and we definitely want to uh, we definitely want to subscribe to that one as well because that that is if you talk about if there's one you got to read, you, you definitely need to be up to speed on the Lomap blog. Ah, thank you. You're the man, Brett. You're too kind. <laughs> and on that note, let's end on a high note. That's going to do it for this edition of the Legal Toolkit. Uh, remember that you can check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Brett, thanks for coming on. Uh, we appreciate the information, all good stuff. Now, if any of our listeners uh, want to get more information about you, about Chrometa, or about the Wing King of Buffalo, how would they go about doing that? <laughs> you bet. And, that's, and I think we're even now because I owe you 10 bucks for working in. The Wing King. <laughs> so the Wing King would be www.buffalowing.com, of course. It's every Labor Day weekend, and that is my uncle who does the annual Wing Festival. So if you're into wings, you're in the Northeast area, you might want to check that out for sure. On Chrometa, if you're looking for timekeeping software um, or you hate reconciling your time, so we're at Chrometa, which is C-H-R-O-M-E-T-A.com, or you can just toss it into Google, and it'll be the first that comes up. And then an exclusive, only for your listeners, Jared, we are actually, <laughs> as, as, as you're privy to, we're working on a cloud app that will sync mm -hmm. up the time you spend on, on different devices. And we're going to be doing a private beta soon. And just for, your, just for your listeners, we'd like to invite them into that. And if you're oh, interested cool. in the private beta, it would be chrometa.com slash beta, B-E-T-A hyphen sign up, all one word. So it'd be Chrometa.com slash beta hyphen sign up, and, and then we can get you taken care of and get you set up on the beta of, of, of the web app that we're building for timekeeping. Great. Um, Chrometa, by the way, really nice product. I like it a lot. Um, last now, but never least, a big thank you to our sponsor, Katuno Court Reporting. If you want more information about Katuno Court Reporting, visit www.katuno.cc. That's C-A-T-U-O-G-N-O dot C-C. And remember, join us here next time on The Legal Toolkit. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Legal Toolkit, brought to you by Katuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription, right here on The Legal Talk Network.
If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.